0: I feel like that intense stare is gonna break your brain at some point.
1: Tomo, oregato! <laughs> Mr. Robato. I rolled my R there. I don't think the Japanese do that. Mr. Rob. That didn't sound right. Tomo, oregato. Mr. Robato. That sounded a
0: little Hispanic there.
1: Robato. Today we're talking about identity.
0: And what you're doing right now has nothing to do with identity. I have
1: no idea who I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an American speaking Japanese with a Spanish accent and a sword with a weird-looking cobra on the front, which is not native to Japan.
0: And none of that matters because none of that contributes to identity. Oh, thank God.
1: (laughs) And remember, you can watch Beautifully Unbroken podcast filmed live on YouTube or Facebook.
0: Welcome back to the Beautifully Unbroken Podcast. I'm Shayla, and I'm here with my apparently identity-confused husband, Matt. (laughs) And we're here to dig into the Word of God and find those amazing little gold nuggets of God's encouragement for His people. So join us today as we add a little bit of gold to our day. (laughs) That's not what it sounds
1: like. (laughs) Every single song sounds like do doo because I can't make the noise. So, if I'm making noise for a song, I go, <laughs> like, whenever I talk to Cerise and I go, she knows that means the more you know, which is not the tune. Doo-doo. No, that's doo-doo. not even close no, to the tune. No, not even in the ballpark. The more you know. She knows what it means when I go, the more you know.
0: I don't, that's from our era, though. I bet she doesn't even know what that means.
1: It uh, they, they came back for a
0: while. It's from Reading Rainbow. Yeah, it came back
1: for a while. No, it wasn't from Reading Rainbow. It was from, uh, um the the Reading Rainbow guy, Lamar uh, Lamar whatever his name is. It Lamar was
0: Shaffar. Lamar
1: Shafar. Lamar <laughs> <you>? Schmar. <Lumber-shmar. laughs> uh he was the guy that did the the More You Know, but he wasn't it wasn't on Reading Rainbow, it was just on like a, a like commercial segment that Lamar Burton. That's his name. That Lamar Burton.
0: That's a did. lot of useless <laughs> knowledge. That is right? a whole lot
1: of useless knowledge. <laughs> you didn't even know the name Lamar Burton, did I you?
0: I did not. <laughs> It's my wow, Lam- Lamar Shafar. Wow,
1: <laughs> Lamar <laughs> Shafar. Wow, he would be upset with that, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not completely sure, but I feel like he would be.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so today we're talking about identity, and this week we're talking about identity <clears> because <throat> I feel like it intertwines very closely with purpose, which was what we talked about last week. So they're very closely intertwined, but they are not the same thing. So, we're going to talk about first in this first episode for the week, what is what is identity and why is it important. So, let's start with that first. Like, why is identity important?
1: Well, it's kind of sort of everything. Kind of like, sort of everything. Kind of sort of everything wrapped up in into one word. I try to not go too extreme with it. But it's hard to go too extreme with it whenever it's literally, the, it is out of that that you do everything that you do.
0: I love that. Yes, it is absolutely out of your identity that you do everything you do. And that leads perfectly into this quote I have here from Timothy Keller. He says, Timothy Keller says, Our need for worth is so powerful that whatever we base our identity and value on, we stand, we essentially deify. So, um, I don't like that about that quote that he says identity and value, and we'll get to why in just a minute. But basically, he's saying that whatever we grasp onto for worth, we turn into an idol. Yeah, that's good. We turn it into an idol. And I don't know if anybody out there has read the Old Testament lately, but it is literally idolatry that brought Israel down almost every single time. I look
1: at it. You know, I did firefighting for a long time. And like lots of people can get their identity in being a firefighter. I've done, uh, you know, real estate for years, and lots of people, like we talked about last week, were having—they're having an identity crisis because the real estate market is slowing down, and, and they, they might were, have to
0: go be in a position where they got to go find another yeah, job, and their identity is wrapped up it's in wrapped that up job.
1: In that job. So, like for me, I mean, even if I did have to go or find another job, their purpose
0: is wrapped up in that yeah. job.
1: For me, it is irrelevant what job I do, and my, my identity is not in my job. My identity is 100 percent in Christ, what he says about him, what he says about me and what he has for me in, in my walk. And, and uh, oh, I don't want to go too far into I know a lot of the points that you're going to make, so I'm going to back there. but
0: <clears throat> So you say, I feel like what you just said is something that the church says to the body often. When people are confused about their identity, they tell them, the church or pastors will tell them things like, well, you're made in the image of God, and that's your identity. And what did you just say? You said that uh, my identity is in Christ, and that terminology mm-hmm. is used a lot. But for somebody who's struggled with her identity, while I was very much a Christian, um, those things didn't help me. Because for starters, as someone who's now a theologian and a scholar it is very up in the air what being made in the image of God means like we're not quite extraordinarily sure what that phrase refers to like is it our what we actually look like our physical form is it our in is it something internal is it our soul it's our spirit it does it encompass all of that so we're not sure and so for though for the church to say things to those people some people run with that and that's all they need to hear he he runs with it that's all he needs to hear I am made in the image of God I am known by God and my identity is in Christ and that's enough for him but for somebody like me like I want to know what does that mean like practical application here okay I'm made in the image of God okay I am uh, one with Christ. What what do those things look like on a practical application scale?
1: For me, it isn't being made in the image of God is not part of my identity. Being a child of God is part of my identity. Okay. So being a child of God, meaning that my worth, whenever I go to identity, I go to my worth. What mm-hmm. What is it that, that gives me value? Because like a money without currency, without a government backing it, it is just a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. So my identity, who I am, only has value because of who stands behind me. Everything about me only has value because of who stands behind me. And so if I look at who stands behind me and not at who stands around me, then I don't care what anyone around me says. I don't care whenever someone has an issue with me because I don't... like as much as I love everyone around me, you don't determine my worth. That was a big, for me, as we discussed before, I had to get to that point because I was completely dependent on you. I was in a position in my life where if you were up, I was up. If you were down, I was down. And I had to separate myself from everyone around me. And I had to focus on this relationship, this up and down, this vertical Mm -hmm. relationship, and ignore and I hate to say ignore because I didn't ignore the, the horizontal relationships, but they were second. Yeah. The priority was the vertical relationship. All the horizontal relationships were secondary. So as long as I was good with him, then my walk was steadfast every single day. And ever since I made that my focus, my walk has been steadfast every single day as far as like walking in obedience, walking in love, walking with other people's best interests at heart. All of that came secondary out of focusing on the vertical
0: relationship. And, like, literally, it's been within the last couple of months that, um, mm-hmm. for me, <clears throat> that the reason I imploded and completely melted down after the affair was because I had made you into my idol. Like,. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, you know, we were married very young. As a teenager, all I wanted was marriage mm-hmm. as a fa- and a family. That's all, that's all I wanted out yeah. of life. And um, I had seen that modeled by my parents who have been married for 40 years this year. And um, that's all I wanted. And so I made you, as my husband, my idol. And you also were the thing that gave me worth. And yeah. so when you were fallible, yeah. that undid me like mm-hmm. it ruined me um and so i think we we have a tendency to make a lot of things idols and so we read the old testament and we're like oh they were worshiping golden calves okay yeah. there's a lot of things that are still idols mm-hmm. in our current culture And they don't look like golden calves, guys. They look like our children. They look like our husbands or spouses. They look like money. They look like our jobs. It looks like all of those things. Because ultimately an Mm. idol is anything that you're worshiping above God. So ultimately, um, like my dissertation is wrapped up in I'm studying the identity of Paul and um, how that affected Um, how he saw himself like we Mm. like to uh, scholars today really like to um, say that Paul got his theology from various places and so I um, for my dissertation decided to study the identity of Paul and apply what I discovered to his writings to understand him better as I was studying the psychology and sociology side of identity they have come those disciplines have come to the conclusion that our identity is made up of a core set of values that we all carry. So your core is your central, your internal, and your consistent values. Those things that are almost built into you. With one exception, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, but so there was a day that I was, and I, I was studying this, and I was thinking about this, and there was a day where I was struggling with my identity And you tried to explain to me that my identity was not my job, essentially, which was Mm -hmm. as a pastor. And you started naming off all these things about me that weren't, they weren't things I could do. Mm -hmm. They were things that were just who I was, things that I do because that's what I believe are the best options. And so, like, to you, what are some... What would some of those core values be that would make up the identity of a person?
1: So basically, it's not anything you do.
0: It's not anything. Yeah, you do. You're, you're, it, your identity <clears throat> is nothing that you can do. You can't do. do your identity. It is nothing that is changeable no. except in one instance, which I'm going to talk about in a minute.
1: I don't know the instance she's talking about, so I'm just going to go ahead and talk like I. Okay. Like we're going like to. Yeah, I, gonna, didn't, I didn't Like share you're going to surprise me in a minute because I don't you. know. But. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it can't be something you do because if you take that thing away that you do, then all of a sudden you have that identity crisis. Your identity can't be in your job because someday you're going to retire. Your identity can't be in your kids because someday they're going to move out of the house. Your identity can't be in your uh, in your family as a whole because, well, someday, if you live long enough, there's a good chance your family's not going to be there anymore. Yeah. you know, So y- your identity can't be in something that is
0: changeable, changeable essentially. essentially, Yeah. Yeah.
1: If it's, if it's in anything that is changeable, then at some point in your life, you will face an identity crisis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so like core values to people would be like loyalty. Like, and I think about this because like, even before I was a Christian, like I was a very loyal person, Mm -hmm. um, to whatever it was or whoever it was, I was, wrapped up in at the time. Um, Those sorts of things like make up your core identity. Those kind of things that you carry with you no matter what you do. So there is one instant and those things aren't changeable. Those are things that are your values and you act out of those values. Mm -hmm. Like everything you do, you act out of those values that you carry at your core. And that Mm -hmm. is your Identity. There is only one time that that is changeable, and I will read it to you right here out of the Bible in Second Corinthians five seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away; behold, the new has come." So, the ungodly values that people who aren't in Christ mm-hmm. might carry, when you become a new creation in Christ, that is the only time your identity can change. That is the oh, only yeah. time because you become a yeah. new creation and your core values then align with the core yes. values of the Lord. That is the only time your identity changes, your core values. Yeah,
1: and we've discussed that at length about uh, is how shocking that, con- that uh, conversion can be in lots of people. It's a night and day and people don't like change. So whenever you witness that, in people it's it's shocking anyway it, i mean it honestly it gives uh, it's one of those things that gives weight to to christianity is this radical transformation that uh, of the core of someone's being
0: it's the core and that's it's why not it's not so it's not an amazing. exterior no it's, it's not a, exterior. Core, it is a core who you are as a person transfer, transformation which is why i say that is the only time yeah. that identity is changeable. And it's because Paul says, you are a new creation. Well, where, where are you a new creation at? If it's not in just the things that you're doing, it's in your inner self. It's in your core that you are changed into the likeness of God, because now you espouse and chase after the values and the things that Jesus values and your identity and self pours out of that through him. And so your values cause you to act and do the things that you do and Mm -hmm. those things are what your identity is actually made up of and and it's so good because like you were just talking about how if it's changeable it's not your identity well how much does the bible talk about how god's not changeable that jesus and the lord don't change that's why i go there yeah yeah, so you can you can be solid in in that. that identity because The Lord never changes. The Lord is always love. That's part of the Lord's identity. The Lord is always kindness. That's a part of the Lord's identity. And through being his adopted children, that is part of our identity as well. And some of those values, um, you know, you have to work hard on.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think about back to whenever I was struggling with that and that having that up and down, up and down, up and down. It's because I had spent, I'd gone the opposite direction. I, you know, in my early part of our marriage I ran away from being a husband as fast as I possibly could oh, yeah. and as fast away from Basically, being a father. Basically as soon
0: as you realized the amount of responsibility yeah, that I, it The, the responsibility
1: <laughs> in, like tripped in my head and I was like oh I don't want any part of this I'm out. <laughs> Whenever I came back and decided okay this is what I'm supposed to be doing then I poured all of my identity into it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then I clung so deeply on to what you said about me yeah. that
0: Whenever you were up, nice, not nice things because, yeah, because you were hurting with what you had done. Yeah, Yeah. you
1: were hurting. So, whenever you were up, I was up. Whenever you were down, I was down. Whenever, and I was, you know, looking for something to pick me up. And whenever I was looking, my wife, she wasn't picking me up. So, that's whenever you resort to other things to pick you up, other not so holy things to pick you up. Yeah. So, you, if you have your identity wrapped up in another person or thing that can change who you are in that radical of a level, that is idolatry. That, yeah. that is that is, where, that is whenever you're placing your identity, your worth, your value, in something that should have no say over you. Your friend should have no say over who you are. Your wife should have no say over who you are. Your husband should have no say over who you are. Your pastor should have no say over who you are. Your uh, Any relationship around you, period, should have no say over who and they don't they like they they don't have any say. You just need to realize they don't have any say over who yeah. you are. It, it doesn't matter if your husband thinks you're ugly or stupid or that that's completely irrelevant. She's called me every one of those things and then some and, whenever and, we were yes. in that whenever we were in that place and I was completely in, wrapped up in her. So you can imagine the up and downs cuz if I was so engrossed in what she had to say about me that I was riding a roller coaster of emotions on a day-to-day basis. Oh yeah, cuz
0: you had to be cuz on if you were wrapped up in what I was saying about you, some days when I was deep in the trauma from the affair, I hated you and I said every bad thing I could think yeah. about to your like to your face. Yeah. And um and then on good days when I wasn't struggling so much with hurting from that, um, cuz we oh, I love have, you and I love and, you and this and is this great. Is we're going to make it work we're going to make it work and um, So
1: you're just doing yeah. this
0: and literally it could change yeah. by the day grief and trauma are very um odd i would say the transition in our marriage
1: happened whenever i realized who i was that is the moment our, tra- our 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 relationship was a night and day seven years ago whenever i stopped letting your emotions govern mine mm-hmm. whenever i separated my worth from yours and focused on the, the vertical relationship mm-hmm. and stopped caring about the, and I hate to say stop caring, made you the the number two and made me and my, my relationship with God. Number one, whenever I did that, that is whenever our marriage did 180 degrees, yeah. because then you were given the freedom to vent and you were given the freedom to go down a rabbit hole, a dark hole of, of, abyss and self-loathing and hating me and hating everything and you didn't drag me with you Mm -hmm. I was still that steadfast anchor that you could grab onto and come back up the point is I was going to be who I was regardless of where you were I was no longer going to be uh my, my faithfulness to you did not depend on your yeah what you said about me my my treatment of you was not dependent on how you treated me. Yeah, my it was completely separated, and it was separated because I was focusing on the vertical relationship and not our relationship.
0: Like if we're talking about <clears throat> identity being our core values, which that's what it is. Your identity is your core values, and and personally, when I finally came to that realization that my identity was in my core values, things that don't change, like that was a huge relief for yeah. me because I don't have to worry about. I don't have this job, so this is not the person I am anymore. Or I don't... The kids are all moved out of the house, so this is not the... You know, I'm not a mom anymore, and that's a struggle. I don't have to worry about that anymore. It doesn't matter if my family's around or whatever. Like, I am the same internal person, no matter what's going on around outside of me. And I think about, like, we were talking about the new creation and how that's the only time an identity change happens. And, like, you... Going trying to run away from your marriage, your children, mm-hmm. um, God and everything, and then finally coming back to all of that and giving yourself over to God like like I see a, I saw a huge value identity shift mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. You you were this person, you were disloyal, you were um and that's not to say every non believer is these no, things. But um, that's who I was. But that's who you were. You were disloyal. You didn't commit to anything. You lied. You lied. You lied all the time. Um, just all these things. And then you...
1: They were all just coping mechanisms. They were all how I, how I dealt with life was, the, was all of those things. Like it, the, everything around me that was negative about me was the way that I coped with the situation we were in. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I stopped making you that focus is whenever all of that shift happened. And then I didn't need those coping mechanisms anymore because I was no longer, if you hated me, it was okay.
0: Well, God's... I'm talking about when you first left and tried to leave our marriage and started treating oh, me like dirt. Yeah. Like Sorry. you were yeah. you were yeah. disloyal and you were not committed to oh, anything. Yeah. You had commitment problems and, and all of these things that were your well, and identity was still
1: in at the, the time. Yeah.
0: But then when you came back to the Lord, like, that whole yeah. identity shifted and like that's a miracle guys when yeah. you see your identity is set except in that one yeah. instance when you come to God and praise God and uh, that's actually a revelation I had recently <laughs> yeah. the only time and um, I'm just blown away by it because if you stop to think about you know people coming to the Lord and the changes that come along with that yeah, like most of us have seen that happen and yep. somebody we know and they're just absolutely incredible. So identity, just to sum up, is your core values. Nothing else is your identity. Your identity is your core values and those values as a Christian align with the values of an unchanging God. Yeah. Um, and so that's where our identity stems from yep. and what we do stems from. But next time we're going to talk about how um, personality and character play into identity so if identity is our core values what about our personality and that's what we'll talk about next time rock and roll all right wishing you guys all god's love and smiles and we will see you on the next episode woo (laughs)